All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our listener emails for this week. First one comes to us from Phil from L.A. He wants to know what we thought of wrestling's big week last week. So we, of course, had uh, Raw and SmackDown with very big shows. SmackDown with their first show on the Fox network. Uh, NXT debuting on... Uh Uh-oh, what network is NXT on now? USA. Ah, on USA, of course, of course. And the newcomer on the block, AEW, debuting on Wednesday night on TNT. So you guys definitely have much more to say about this than I do. So what did we think? I'm going to go ahead and let you take it, Luke. Oh, well, still trying to catch my breath, but I'll go ahead and go. Yeah, I think I think it was a big week for wrestling. So with that being said, I'm not sure why we started Raw off with uh I guess this was the was this week the Raw after Hell in a Cell? Yes. Hell in a Cell was was Sunday. Yeah. It was this week. So yeah. last week yeah. would have been the debuts. Yeah, so last week I'm not sure why we had to have a uh, Bobby Lashley making out with somebody else's wife angle that really continued again this week when we started the show with that after a horrible main event at Hell in a Cell. I'm really pretty disappointed in anything WWE is doing, so I'm going to just forget about that completely. And I'm going to tell you that AEW has been great thus far. It's been a good start for the program. I think they actually won the ratings battle by quite a bit, which was uh, interesting at a minimum to say i think that they're doing some good things whether or not it can last is to be determined but i have tuned in to both of the AEW shows last week and this week so their debut and then their second episode and thus far it's been a lot of fun and i've been enjoying it it's a nice change of pace to what i think is getting to be a stale wwe product now granted i'm saying raw and smackdown nxt is much different, and I think it's still a very, very good show. So I, I won't discredit that, but I think right now AEW is where my interest lies, and I've been enjoying it for two weeks. Well, I'm I'm not going to disagree with you too much. Uh, yes, last week Raw was pretty bad with that whole angle with Lana. Didn't they just do that with Dolph Ziggler, and it went nowhere? Like, let yeah. Lana make out with her husband. It's fine. He's hot. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> don't don't at me. It's fine. <laughs> don't don't, don't know why me. you felt the need to throw that in there, but couldn't agree more. <laughs> but like, then you got to Wednesday night, and Wednesday is what we were all excited for: AEW and NXT. I watched NXT live, and then AEW recorded. Yes, a I really enjoyed AEW, but I still thought NXT was better, and maybe that's just because I'm more ingrained with what's going on, and I know the people. Starting off with Adam Cole and Matt Riddle was a fantastic choice. But then this week, I will say I watched AEW live instead, and then NXT recorded, and I went the other way and thought AEW was better. So maybe it's just I get worn out after four hours of wrestling in one night, so whatever I watch first is better. But I'm not going to dog on Luke for his love for AEW, because I do think it's a fantastic alternative. This week, they at least showed Orange Cassidy, so that's an improvement. Uh, And then Friday (laughs) night on Fox was, I mean, they made it a big deal, as they said they would. They followed through on that, and I'm interested to see moving forward if 
Fox continues to put that big spotlight on SmackDown. And I will say, I actually just looked it up while we're talking here. AEW won the ratings battle again by about the a little bit less of a margin. Both of them went down. AEW may have struggled a little bit. I don't know, other Luke, you you probably watched it. Uh, did it air on TNT right at eight? Yes, I had seen okay. something about they were going to show yeah. it on a different channel because of a delay. But no, it was it was on time on the, the okay. channel I watch. Yeah, so they were they were competing with MLB playoffs. Uh, there was a little concern that it may run over and they would have to air the end of the playoffs on TNT. But apparently that didn't happen. But yeah, I mean, I I think that. Well, Andy, I'll let you weigh in on your thoughts. So really quick, I just want to touch on the the ratings win for AEW I'm assuming and all the numbers I saw said that were strictly this as well we're talking specifically AEW versus NXT yes. yep right yeah so the so do, the, do we, the the first week AEW debuted to 1.4 million total viewers NXT had 890,000 so this week AEW had a little over a million and NXT was under 800,000. They were at like 790. Do we know where SmackDown and Raw are, are falling on the rating sales? Uh, I guess it's kind of been, I, I don't know if you can actually like yeah, Raw, compare them because it's different nights, of course. Yeah, Raw SmackDown's usually, debut did like a 3.4, something ridiculous. Wow. But that yeah, was because okay. it was the debut on Fox. And, and to right. be fair, Raw is always well over 2 million i think you know it used to be well over 3 million but they've fallen off and high twos three is kind of normal now but you know raw is the longest episodic television show ever so i they they benefit from having never changed the name and having wwe raw or wwf raw for 20 some odd years that they're they're doing a great job there. So that it is like a a pretty big jump. Uh and and Raw obviously dips down this time of year competing with Monday Night Football and they're never really over 3 million now, but they they're both certainly always over the 1 million mark by a pretty fair margin. Okay, so then basically from from like a business standpoint, right? AEW is they're where they need they need to be, right? They need to be heavily in front of nxt which i mean i guess you know two hundred thousand viewers or so is what you know 20 percent a 20 percent you know win over nxt if they were even close with nxt i think that goes as a like a loss for them i guess because you don't want to be going up against the third show yeah that the WWE puts out and not winning by a significant amount. So of course, I mean, it's, this is like an independent studio going up against Disney anyway. Right. You have to, you're not going to, you're not going to ever really take over from them because it's just too established. Yeah. Certainly not in your first week, but it's, it's a step in the right direction at least. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, part of this is just, I, Part of this I hate, and this is maybe why I lean AEW, but they put their show on Wednesday nights because they weren't really competing with anything the WWE was doing on television networks. They were trying to stay out of the way a little bit. They they said, hey, look, we're not we're not competing. Nobody can beat WWE. They're a global sensation. They're 
huge. They go to Saudi Arabia and get blood money worth more than our company is, right? So they they said that, and then WWE instantly said, "Oh, we're putting something in the exact same time on on television network. We're going to crush them." And I actually saw something that was pretty interesting that said, if AEW continues to beat NXT consistently in the ratings, WWE has talked about putting SmackDown on Wednesday nights in that time slot for the bigger name to try to beat AEW. Like, I, to me, that's just a dick move. Like, let's uh, let's let some friendly competition ha- happen. Nobody's trying to do anything. I mean, I guess Jericho did kind of come out and... <laughs> He's he's fighting with his gloves off and putting some jabs at WWE, but I I don't know. To me, it's a dick move by WWE. Uh, they need to just let competition happen. That's when the best products occur is when there's competition. WWE has not had anybody pushing them for the last, I don't know, six or seven years, and they've gotten a little lazy, and now they're like, oh, shit, I guess we got to do something a little different. I did not yeah, I see that it, report about SmackDown moving to Wednesdays. I really think that would be an awful move on their part. Yeah, I don't think that don't, it, it would be immediate, but they said if they lose in the ratings for like in a year straight that they might do something drastic. I would be really interested to see the numbers that result from that. And, and additionally, I'm also interested to see like the – they have the, the ability to see like the seven-day – DVR ratings, right? So you've got the live ratings of people who are tuning in as the show is live. But like, I imagine that almost everybody that's watching NXT live is DVRing or, and watching AEW later on. Right. Like, I, th- those are the two the two closest in terms of of fan base. Those are like your hardcore wrestling fans are the ones watching both of those. I think SmackDown and Raw are your more casual viewers. So like, if SmackDown comes to Wednesday night how much of that casual viewer base is crossing over with, with AEW. Right. So it's that I would be very interested to see if they were to ever do that. I think that would be a, I I guess it would be one way for them to kind of stamp out the competition, but I I don't know if that would be a good move for SmackDown because it's kind of conceding defeat. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, now we got to move our flagship show to, go against your flagship show. Yeah, I will mention that those numbers that I said did not include the True TV uh, broadcast, which was at the exact same time. And I actually watched on True TV because I had turned it on and I was running around with the kids and I didn't want to miss the the beginning. So I didn't want to put it on TNT where I was recording it in case the MLB game was on there. So, hey, it's like one one million and then plus one because I was there. (laughs) <laughs> that that one very crucial i do want to say something about the ratings though people are acting like this was nxt's debut episode and it wasn't it was actually the third week yep nxt was on their first week which aew has been built up fantastically over the past couple of months for this debut nxt was just kind of thrown out there with like, oh shit, we have to do something. Hey, NXT's going on USA. And their premiere episode, which was only an hour because of stupid suits, it was 1.179 million viewers. Yep. That's really impressive for how little they put into that debut. So I don't think it's shocking at all for AEW to have a lot higher ratings on their debut episode. I want to see in a month or two where those numbers kind of settle. 
And I actually agree wholeheartedly with that. Two points. One, I think you're exactly right. It was just thrown out there, which is stupid, in my opinion. I don't know why, again, we had to throw something out there on a whim. But the NXT product has always, in at least recent memory, been much superior to a lot of people, not just not just me, not just you, other Luke. I know you really like NXT. To the the quote unquote flagship shows, and when people get called up like EC3, there's always concern about him getting buried, which he's has been, and they they don't utilize Who? talent yeah, exactly. They don't <laughs> utilize the talent correctly. So I I think NXT is a great show, and if this makes a great show even better because they have some competition, then yeah, bring it on. I think it's great for everybody. So I talk about that a little bit because we've mentioned that the actual Raw SmackDown, the Hell in a Cell, this week's Raw, all of those those shows received a lot of backlash, I think, from WWE fans. And I, I think the AEW episodes have have been praised overall. I don't think I, I think there's some people that are, you know. Are, are realistic about the AEW shows. Uh, you know, it's, they're not there living. They're not, ex, you know, as good as the pay-per-views have been, which how could they be, but still very, very good. So what did you guys see in, in each of the, the broadcasts that, that was different or that you, you know, what about AEW is looking so much better than the stuff that WWE is doing? Well, first off, before, before Luke goes on to praise AEW, which rightfully he should, <laughs> I want to I wanna give a big negative from this week's AEW, not the debut episode, okay. which I know, Luke, you did watch. So we haven't really touched on Hell in a Cell, but just to wrap it up, the ending was absolutely atrocious and everybody was chanting AEW as they should have been. I'm I apologize for WWE much more than I should. I will defend them with my last breath, but I could not defend that. The one thing I hated was it took away from the AEW broadcast because JR mentioned over and over and over, oh, the referee has their own discretion to let the match continue. And he repeated it like 15 different times. And like they keep saying they're not at war. Well, just focus on the match. Your matches are damn good. Quit talking about the stupid referee having their own freaking discretion. I don't know if you picked up on that, but it really turned me off. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. So you're you're loyal to a fault and apologizing to a fault for WWE, kind of like I did for Andy Dalton for so many years. Don't you'll get past it. Don't worry, you'll get past it. Uh, but yeah, no, I I do wish that they would let things like that go. And I honestly think Jr. You know, when they first said, "Oh, it's Jr. Jim Ross is coming to AEW," I was like, "That's that's pretty cool." Like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really stoked when I hear him." He's he's awful. Like, he should not be commentating anymore. Uh, I I know you tweeted today, other Luke Tony Schiavone. It is pretty cool hearing him, especially coming from people who watched WCW back in the day. But Jim Ross, I don't even know that he cares about wrestling anymore. Like, he's just Jim Ross is a name. That's all it is. Like, oh, they have Jim Ross. They're maybe they're a big deal. Like, I, I he. He, there are much better announcers than him, and I think eventually, once they get a little established, hopefully they'll phase him out and get somebody who will actually call the wrestling matches and not not just be a weird old guy who like a character. Yeah, exactly. right? that's that's what he's doing right now, and it's it, it is 
sort of a feather in the cap of AEW to have him yeah. on the broadcast. Yeah. But like you said, I think you need someone who can do the job. Yeah. So as yeah, far I mean, as JR, he's been a, a talent scout. He's done all the backstage stuff. He's great for them to have as an asset, but it doesn't have to be on screen doing commentary. Yeah. As far as the actual what's going on, I mean, it's pretty early on, so there aren't really any mushy storylines. But the number one thing that I like is there's no authority. Like, there's no authority figures. So if you turn into Raw or SmackDown, chances are it starts with a 15 to 20 minute promo parade. So somebody comes out, they cut a promo, followed by getting interrupted by another promo followed by six other guys which sets up a match for later in the night so when you tune into AEW or nxt what happens is the show starts and then there's a match like all right we're going to start with wrestling on a wrestling show i think that's phenomenal that's what we should be doing so there's not a lot of that bs so jericho is now the leader of the inner circle which is his uh, stable that formed on week one and they came out and cut a promo. Although I thought it was probably one of the best promos I've ever heard in my life. I mean, Jericho's doing great work right now. But uh, so there was that promo, but it's not stupidity. Like, I I get so sick and tired of the Rusev is Maria Kanellis's, uh baby daddy. And then, oh, uh, yeah, that never really happened. Forget we did that for two weeks. And now... Lan- Lana is uh, making out and in Bobby Lashley's hotel bed. So let's talk about that. Like, no, uh, no, you you don't have Sable taking her shirt off anymore with handprint boobies. I don't want to see the rest of your BS. Like, I, I think that the AEW storylines, again, it's very early on. There's not a ton of them, but they're based on just things that could happen. Not <laughs> it's. uh Ty Dillinger, what is it? Spears? Sean Spears. Sean Spears, okay. Sean Spears hits Cody Rhodes in the head with a chair and actually legitimately busts him open. They have a little beef, so they have a blow-off match. Uh, Jericho and Cody are going to fight, so Jericho says, "Uh, I think your dad was a piece of shit and your brother's worthless. Like, okay, well, they're going to fight over that. But it's not... Hey, I fucked your wife. So, hey, let's let's fight and let's show it on camera too a little bit. Let's show somebody in a bra. Like, I, I feel like <laughs> literally, I like where you're at. But I mean, wrestling fans at this day and age want to see wrestling. Yeah, twenty years ago, sex sells on everything on TV. So, yeah, WWE. Let's put some sex out there. Let's let's have Trish and Jacqueline in bikini contests every other week and or Sable and Jacqueline in bikini contest every other week, and people are going to love it. But I, I think it's changed. I think the viewers have changed a little bit. And everybody who was watching back then is now 30 or 40, and they've hopefully grown up a little bit. Or, you know, 29. That's yeah. cool, too. Uh, but, yeah, like, if you're going to do that sort of storyline with Lana and Bobby Lashley, like, you've got to have some sort of re- – like, does she have a foot fetish? Is that why she's into a guy that looks like a toe? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Not to mention, other Luke's comment, Rusev has gotten hotter than he's ever been in his life. I doubt Lana's leaving now. <laughs> oh, I do man. want to go back a second. You mentioned the inner circle, the new group, Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, which used to be Jack Swagger, and then Ortiz and Santana. Week one, I thought, what in the fuck? None of these guys have 
anything to do with each other. I'm never going to buy it. Week two, Jericho, the absolute fucking master, comes out, explains all these guys are badasses and I want them on my side, and I 100% believe it. Dude, I, I don't know if the credit there goes to AEW or just to Jericho himself, but like that's how you build a group. It doesn't have to be, oh, we're all the same and look the same. Like He sold me on it in a 10-minute promo. I think it's Jericho. Like Andy, if you've not watched it, you need to find it somehow and watch it because it's... I mean, other loop, can you, can you agree it's one of the best promos you've seen in the last five years? As long as that little fucker quits licking his lips, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'd say it's the greatest. Uh, he creeped I, me out a little. Yeah, that was weird, but... Uh, so, Andy... <laughs> but no, it was fantastic. Everybody's chanting, we the people, for uh, Jake Hager, which is, as other Luke said, is Jack Swagger. Formerly Jack yeah. Swagger, right? And so they're chanting, we the people, so freaking loud, and this crowd is just on fire. And Jericho actually stops to let them chant, and then he says, hey, uh, just so you guys know, that's dead. That's stupid. That was a stupid creative decision from a stupid company. And, like, just absolutely kills it right there. So, I've, and it's the same with NXT when they do promos. Like, there isn't the stupid what chance when somebody's cutting a promo because I think it's a different fan base. I think a different fan base watches NXT. I think a different fan base watches AEW. It's not the dumb people who are going that are looking to see Stone Cold Steve Austin come out and drink a beer and say what 600 times while somebody's trying to talk. And the one thing you didn't say that I think is very important to mention is it didn't sound like he was reading it from a script. Yeah. It was really him talking. Yeah. That's what set it apart from what we're used to. And there's just there's not a lot of people out there who can do that effectively in wrestling at large right now. And Jericho is, of course, has always been great at cutting any promo. But I mean, if if somebody's going to do it, if somebody's going to kind of lead your company into a little bit of a new era, right? You want a guy like that. It, sure, he's old as hell, but still just electric and if you can if you can give get him on the mic and get him in some good matches like people he's got the name recognition and he is just entertaining as hell so who like who else would you want out there right and what which is of course the opposite of what wwe is doing which we, we haven't really mentioned what happened on the first ever smackdown but there was of course the the championship match between kofi and brock lesnar which lasted all of 10 seconds oh, that, and was generous. the only bit of it that I was the only bit of Smackdown that I watched. I watched it as a YouTube clip the next day and instantly went, well, I'm never watching that show again. Hold on. Hold on. I'm the apologist. Let me say something. <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> Sheamus beat Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania in less than 10 seconds. I wouldn't say that Daniel Bryan's career was ruined. So did it suck? Absolutely. Did I hate it? Absolutely. But everybody's like, oh, he's buried, he's buried, he's buried. That's still to be determined. Like, where they go with Kofi from here will determine that. Yes, I hated that outcome, but I'm not, like, giving up on them pushing him yet. There's still a chance he could go over to Raw and do something fantastic. Yeah, so, I, like, I'm not ready to give up just yet. I 100% agree. I, I don't think they're burying him at all. I think it, that it's so stupid that Brock had to win in 10 seconds or less, and the Hell in the Cell ending and a no-disqualification match ended in 
disqualification because WWE is in some weird holding pattern uh, until the draft, which I think starts uh, either tomorrow or Monday, and where they have to they have to have the titles on certain people, and now they're going to get two UFC versus WWE matchups to have in Saudi Arabia to get blood money because money matters more than people's lives. I just I, I think they're doing it all wrong. Yeah. Kofi has been great. He's put on great matches. Let Kofi go in and be your champion. You don't need Brock Lesnar to be your champion. He's still going to be around. If Brock Lesnar is not the champion and shows up and fights a UFC fighter, it's going to get the same reaction whether or not he's champion. People could care less if he's champion or not. Hey, uh, Kofi's our champion and Brock's also here. That's pretty fucking cool, right? And everybody would be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Brock's there. So I don't think it's necessarily about burying Kofi. Other Luke, I agree with you on that. I think the the larger problem is that you have your such an obvious move to please. It it was so predictable. Like, so instantly you could just tell, okay, this was solely to please Fox. Like, even if you had that match and it was just a competitive match that Brock Lesnar won it it's just a better way to go like it's a little more for the fans there to say hey like you know hey we we're trying to put on a good show when you make it such a an unbelievable squash right just with no chance for kofi to ever do anything it's it's so it's so transparently hey we have to give brock the title yeah for this new company who are brock's best See, matches I, against probably the one he had with Finn Balor and the one he had with AJ Styles. He and Kofi could have had a hell of a match because Kofi compliments him really, really well. Like, they could have had a competitive match. Brock still win, put Kofi over while doing so, and it, it'd all be great. They're just, it's dumb booking. That's the exact point, is it should have been a competitive match, but Kofi losing was inevitable, and not because Brock is the golden child, can do no wrong. But because Fox has been very transparent about how they want it almost to be presented as a real sport. They don't really care for all the comedy and the characters like they want it to feel real. So you could see the writing on the wall that New Day has to be shipped over to Raw. So they had to get the title off Kofi. So like as far as the result goes, it was inevitable, not necessarily because of Brock, but because of Kofi. It just was treated so horribly. And one more thing, AEW and NXT both have figured this out, and I don't know why Raw and SmackDown cannot. I I feel like NXT is owned by somebody else, but tag team wrestling is legit, and good tag team wrestling (laughs) is even more legit, and NXT has been doing it for years, to their credit, and the tag team wrestling that AEW has going on I know other Luke mocked me, but Private Party and the Young Bucks was one of the best matches I've ever seen. I just thought it was great. I thought the crowd was great, and a crowd helps me tremendously. Like if the crowd is into it, I'm super into it. And but t- good tag team wrestling goes a long way, and I think AEW and NXT ha- are both doing that. And Raw and SmackDown are nowhere even close. That was a good to very good Young Bucks match. I actually read something. They have way better. Yeah, I read something today that said this was the best match in AEW history. 
I almost screenshotted it and sent it to you. Right. <laughs> More of a joke because it's been two weeks. <laughs> All right. Okay. This, this, so we've spent a good forty minutes on yeah. on wrestling. I imagine we can we can move on. Something where we we're could all spend very another forty about. if we wanted to. I, I, yeah, I think we easily could, but I think it's in our best interest to keep this rolling. Yeah. yeah, this is going somewhere special. We're doing this as a special. 